Twitter handle, at Religion of Woke. So I'm listening to the new Braver Angels podcast. Um, Braver Angels is an organization that tries to, whatever, not be Democrat, not be Republican. They try to be in the middle. Like, that's their whole point. Anyway, so Kieran, he's one of the Braver Angels interview guys, uh, is talking to a Duke professor, Christopher Bale, and he studies, like, polarization in America and social media, and he's got some, uh, whatever. Everything you believe may not be true, and he's looking into that stuff. It sounds like, basically, he's using, like, Twitter and, uh, you know, machine learning, artificial intelligence, computers, um, to just test and look into some of these theories. So, one interesting one he looked into was the idea of the echo chamber. And boy, I've heard that one a million times. If you if you follow anything, then you've heard it too. The idea of the echo chamber is, like, you know, you go on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, and all your friends believe the same thing that you believe, like... I don't know, like Black Lives Matter isn't murdering black people, or that the election was stolen, or whatever. And so you believe it, and everyone around you believes it, and so you guys just, you know, everyone makes each other believe it even more. So now, is that true, right? Here's that a million times. Is that true? And how can you test it? So they figured out, you know, various machine learning ways of uh, dividing Twitter people into... uh, left and right, and so they did a study. They paid people on the left and the right to uh, follow and read some tweets. And their bot, you know, their computer, what it would do is it would grab um, left-leaning tweets and it would give that to the people on the right and right-leaning tweets to the people on the left. Right, so now you're not in a, you're not in an echo chamber. You're not just reading from people who agree with you, you're reading, you're now reading the exact, well, you're reading of the people who disagree with you, the opposite people. And so the idea of the echo chamber would be, oh, now that you're exposed to the opposite point of view, you would become more moderate. But in fact, the opposite happened. When Republicans read Democratic tweets, they become more hardcore right. And when Democrats read Republican tweets, they become more hardcore left. So, you know. What does that mean? Basically, you got to know what's not going to work before you before to, to figure out what is going to work. So, just exposing people to other stuff uh, doesn't change their opinion. And in fact, I've heard this before. This this is another thing I've heard a lot of times is um, if you you know if you got someone who's dead set on something and you just and you just provide them one hundred percent obvious evidence that they're completely wrong, they do not change their opinion. They harden their their position. They believe what they believed even more. The more you tell them they're wrong, the more they believe the thing that apparently was wrong. And I'm sure it works for stuff where it's an opinion and you're not wrong. Like, you know, so if someone voted for Trump and you say, Trump is the worst president ever, right? They're gonna be like, oh, I love Trump even more. It's gonna have the, I mean, that's the exact way that works. You know, and that's an opinion, right? There's no I mean, Trump is not the worst president ever, but in any case, either way, it's just an opinion. I guess if you throw that idea at the vaccine mandates, telling people they have to get a vaccine is going to make them not get a vaccine. 
hopefully this guy will have a thing. Well, what do you do? If, 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 if the truth and <laughs> yelling at someone doesn't work, what does work? Maybe this guy will have an answer. All right, so, I mean, what can you do? You know, what if you control Facebook? What if you control Twitter? What if you're the government and you want to control the speech on those two uh, outlets? Um, well, it's true that if you give left-leaning stuff to a right-wing person, it makes them become more right-wing. There actually is stuff in the middle that both sides agree with. Probably like, we don't want more immigration. So this guy's idea is... Right now, the algorithms are designed, you know, if you're on the right, to give you more of the right stuff. If you're on the left, to give you more of the left stuff. But the algorithms could find the stuff that, um, instead of dividing us, unites us. And then it could give us lots of that. Boy, that would be funny. Like, the, the Democratic politicians would be hauling Facebook and Twitter CEOs in front of them going like, Why are you getting, why, you know, why are you letting people read stuff that's anti-immigration? They'd be like, hey, man, 70% of Democrats and 85% of Republicans are against it. That's why. That's the center. So, some stats on uh, echo chambers. Uh, according, to, according to some studies, um, 3 to 10% of people, I guess, live in an echo chamber. And the reason why most people don't is because most people don't really follow politics that much at all. So you can't be in an echo chamber if you don't follow nothing. But I wonder about that because, like I say, you know, the friends that, a lot of my friends came from like high school and, uh, anyways, came from my late teens and my early 20s. Like those people are still my friends today, 25 years later, and almost none of them follow politics. Like I've, I've always followed politics. Well, anyways, I've followed politics more than them. I don't know. I didn't do it when I was 20. But, anyways, uh, None of them followed politics, like, at all. But I think when Trump got elected, I mean, you know, they're all, they're all, uh, whatever, they got woke. They got, they got, a lot of them got Trump derangement syndrome, especially the women. It also seems like women like Facebook more than men. And, uh, I mean, I don't know, I don't use Facebook very much, but for some reason I feel like they were on there, critis whatever, saying stuff about Trump and Republicans a lot, and all having the same opinion, so, I don't know, I wouldn't be surprised if echo chamber, depends on how you define it, probably, the way I define it, might be a little bit higher, like, you don't know nothing about politics, but, uh, you and your ten other, uh, mother hens, you know, are sending Trump derangement syndrome Facebook things to each other, uh, I think that's more than 10%, alright, so now the guy's talking about misinformation, Makes me think, you know, misinformation versus disinformation. Now, the real definition of both of those terms is, uh, whatever. Stuff that, you know, facts that you, facts that you don't like. And when I say you, I don't mean you, listener. I mean the royal you, just people, you know. like I don't like those facts. That's disinformation or misinformation. But anyways, besides the real, true definition right there, um, I guess misinformation is supposed to be information that ain't true but you're not trying to but you don't know you're lying i guess whereas disinformation is information that ain't true and the person conveying it knows that they're lying they're trying to deceive but anyways apparently they've had studies that show that the amount of people who believe misinformation is low 
you know, which, and then Kieran jumps in just like I would have. Uh, be like, well, what about, uh, you know, what about Trump and Stop the Steal? If you don't know, listeners, I'm not a Stop the Steal guy, so whatever. I hope if you are a Stop the Steal person, I uh, I don't hate you, and please stick around and keep listening. I think the hatred of Stop the Steal people is much much worse than the Stop the Steal people. Just like long haul Trump derangement syndrome is much worse than anything Trump has left us with. But in any case, you know, it's a little funny to say that misinformation is being sped, spread by Trump because, I mean, at the time, you know, for a while there, I mean, he was the government. He was the government. He was the head. So, you know, this isn't a, a foreign country trying to, you know, this ain't Russian bots trying to say Hillary likes to drink child blood or whatever. And also, Trump, Trump's a crazy man, and uh, I think he does believe that the election was stolen. It's not, he's not lying. He's not trying to deceive people. He believes that stuff. That's kind of interesting. When he says a lie, he's telling the truth. But anyways, like I wonder if when he says, you know, he used to say that his inauguration had the most people ever, whatever, the largest crowd of any inauguration ever, and it was... You could look at some, I think Obama had the big one. Anyways, you could look at pictures of Obama's inauguration versus, you know, aerial photographs of his. And it was, it was obvious the Obama one was much larger. But does he know that, does he know? He probably, he probably believes his was larger. So he still ain't really lying. I mean, to whatever, take this to the absolute extreme. If a schizophrenic person says that dragons are chasing him, I mean, is he lying? I mean, he believes it. But so, I guess, prior to Trump, it was people who were uh, getting into misinformation was pretty low. And so maybe with Stop the Steal, if you think that's misinformation, uh, then the number would be quite a bit larger in America. And this guy acknowledges that. He says, people have only been studying this misinformation stuff for a little while. And so, I guess they don't know. It is not, I don't know, you don't know. If anyone says they know, they're lying. Uh, It's currently unknown exactly what kind of misinformation situation we're in uh, since Trump, and I'm, I'm sure other countries have their own versions. It's probably a good time to remind people, uh, this is not what the guy says, but just a good reminder, reminder here that um, Black Lives Matter is founded on a lie, and it's the biggest conspiracy theory of my lifetime. I mean, racist cops hunting black men is you know, very easily disproven by looking at the data. And so it's a conspiracy theory. And so, you know, that whole thing is misinformation. So, if, you know, if you're on the left and you're like sitting, sitting, if you're, you're riding your high horse, you got the highest horse you could possibly find and you get up on it and you just start riding that sucker. But in fact, you are a believer in the biggest conspiracy theory and the most people have died from what you have done. I mean, January 6th is absolute peanuts compared to the compared to the violence and deaths that's been caused by Black Lives Matter. Anyways, I'm sure this guy, whatever, people are not quite ready to uh, go there with the stuff. Someday. You know, people on the people in the on the right are not quite ready to call it a conspiracy theory. But they should do it. And I'll tell you, I, I've noticed a lot of times I'm a few months ahead. I mean, you know, not that far. A.K.A. I'm not years ahead. I'm a few months ahead of various things, you know, that I'll point out. And then I'll hear... Usually people on the right, even though I'm not on the, even though I'm like socialist, I'm on, 
I'm a 2010 liberal, as I like to say. But anyways, I hear people on the right starting to speak the truth. That It's just obvious. Just obviously easy to point out. So someday people are going to wake up to this thing. The biggest conspiracy theory ever. Okay, sorry for that rant. But uh, here's the uh, guy's hypothesis on why taking people out of their echo chambers, you know, making them read, making Republicans read Democrat stuff and vice versa, doesn't work. I mean... You know, say you're a Republican, and you start going and reading Democrat stuff, what are you going to read? It's not going to be like a bunch of rational, well-intentioned, <laughs> logical, informative stuff. It's going to be people saying, man, Trump is worse than Hitler. And if you and if you voted for Trump, then you're this, you know, you're like an SS member. And I'm sure vice versa. So, yeah, no wonder reading the other side's stuff doesn't help. We really need to get that center going. I mean, hey, I'm in the center. I think, you know, I think there's 60% of America that would love to be in the center. And they would just, you know, the 20% on the left, far left, well, 20% on the left that's left. And the 20% on the right that's left, that's left over. Whatever. Those two things could get effed. I think we'd be a lot happier. And we'd agree on a lot more stuff. I think we'd have health care for everyone. And we'd also stop immigration. And we'd stop cancel culture. Uh, you know, take this stuff with all the grain of salt, but apparently anonymous um, social media doesn't necessarily make you more partisan. Um, apparently, like, when people on the left and the right can talk to each other anonymously, they can actually agree on stuff more. I mean, if you're going to be a troll, being anonymous is also awesome, but uh, anyways... Anonymity is not obviously the problem, and some use of it may be part of the solution. He's talking about how uh, college campuses have gotten woke. I mean, he doesn't put it that way, but uh, there's surveys of conservatives on college campus, and they feel like they can't speak, like they need to keep their mouths shut. And I think they're probably right. I mean, you know, they're not, that's not a foolish idea. That's a rock solid idea. And he's saying that, uh, so if students want to talk a little politics online, they may have to be able to do it anonymously because otherwise they may get hammered at school. Apparently, anonymous Instagram accounts. I don't know barely anything about Instagram. He also mentions that apparently throughout history, Democrats and Republicans, people on the left, people on the right, they all trusted science. They all thought science was awesome. And it's only recently that uh, people on the right, I think, are starting to distrust it. And uh, I don't blame them at all. Like, I'm on the left, and I don't trust that. I don't trust those MFers. Like, is climate change real? I believe it is. If you're a climate scientist and you say it ain't real, will you get fired? Hell yeah, you will. You know, do poor black people need help? Oh yeah, they do. Is Black Lives Matter killing them? Hell yeah, but if, a, if you say that as a professor, you're getting fired once again. And if you were to even get anywhere close to that stuff with questions in a class, your high school, or your, uh, whatever, yeah, high school too, your peers are going to, whatever, they're going to hate you. And this guy, he's like, you know, so he's asked, well, what's the solution to that? And he's like, got no idea. We're screwed.
Now they're talking about Reddit, which is, I mean, it's a social media website. I think the number of users is infinitesimal compared to Instagram or whatever. You know, I think it's, it's like techie men, I think, who are mostly on Reddit. So it's going to be a little different. They don't mention that part. You know, why does Reddit function so differently? Oh, it's a bunch of super smart men who know technology. They don't mention that. That's just a theory I have. That could be totally wrong. Maybe it's all Zulus. I don't know. But Reddit has a different system where they have uh, upvotes and downvotes. And for instance, they've got a subreddit. Whatever. Anyways, there's a place on Reddit where you, that's called Change My Mind. And so people can go on there and throw out, uh, who knows what, abortion, immigration. They can throw out whatever controversial topic they want. And then people go on there to try and change their mind. And apparently you can get clout. You can get social media clout if the person says, hey, you changed my mind. And so that's way different than, you know, going on Twitter and attacking the opposition and getting clout for the more you attack. Here's one where you get clout for... Whatever. Bringing people together. Instead of pushing people apart, partisanship, you bring people together and you get clout. And so maybe some sort of upvote, downvote thing. A different type of voting. Like, you know, like on Twitter you can you can retweet or you can like retweet with comment. You can like it. You can't dislike. A lot of them, they don't let you dislike them. I think maybe Facebook allowed dislikes a long time ago. I don't know. That's like eBay. They used to allow dislikes on buyers but they took that away but maybe allowing likes and dislikes or something some different way of uh, stating your opinion on some information that you run across might be helpful i mean that sounds reasonable to me there probably is some way to do it better than the way we're doing it because the way we're doing it doesn't seem that good i think on reddit i tried to use reddit once and like i had a question about a i had a dog question so they got a they got a place where you can talk about dogs, and you know, I was, I was like, how many hours a day should a dog sleep, or whatever. I just had some question that was not crazy, nothing to do with racism, and they like kicked me off. They're like, what? You can never come here again. You can, anyone who asks how many hours a day a dog should sleep is just gone. Gone. And I'm sure, according to their rules, somehow that was correct, but whatever. Did not enjoy that. But they mentioned that Reddit has moderation like there's people who will uh i don't know ban you or delete your comments or something if it's if they th if they think it's out of bounds but they've done it with they've crowdsourced it so you know this is not paid people like facebook where they hire a bunch of people in india to whatever look for nipples this is uh you know this is users and i know like parlor i mean people let me tell you, people will, a lot of people love to spend many hours online. Some people have jobs where they can spend their whole time getting paid and just sitting on a website. And so you can get a lot of free labor, a lot of smart people to do free labor as far as moderation goes. You know, if you need a, if the algorithm ain't working to kick off the right people or whatever, uh, and you need a person to do it, um, like basically Reddit, Reddit has figured that out. And like I, again, like I say, it's, it's a bunch of smart male tech people but anyways there's there's definitely something about crowdsourcing and moderation you know moderation is in moderating the thing as in kicking people off basically 
we'll just call it that. Kicking people off because I don't. Moderation sounds too much like being a liberal versus a, a right wing moderate. Anyways, I think Parler. Parler was the was supposed to be the. I don't know if it was supposed to be conservative or just more free speech version of Twitter. And when Donald Trump got kicked off of Twitter, um, people were like, you know, oh, it's a private company. You can do whatever you want. And then it turns out Amazon was hosting Parler, and Amazon canceled Parler. So it was like, whatever. Just because it's a private company doesn't mean you can go find an alternative. Not if everyone, not if everyone just stops. Not if everyone gangs up on you. I mean, if Amazon and Twitter both gang up on you, you're effed. But anyways, Parler, I believe, had some sort of whatever. The users moderated it. They had some rules, you know. You couldn't. Who knows, they probably had a no hate speech rule. You know, you can't be saying the N-word a thousand times. And but instead of an algorithm doing it, or instead of like woke Silicon Valley hiring people to do it, um, the users did it. And I don't know how well it worked or not. I think the answer was it actually worked pretty good. But then, you know, you'd still get people on there. You know, they would allow stuff like the election was stolen. And so, you know, according to the media and academia, they were all a bunch of Nazis, but I think it actually did work pretty good. Anyways, just one more uh, tool in the toolbox to uh, try and make this stuff work. Okay, apparently Twitter is actually doing that. They're starting to do that same thing themselves. It's called Birdwatch. And it's people going around looking for, you know, misinformation, a.k.a. information that people on the left don't like. I mean, misinformation can go both ways, but on Twitter, it's run by people on the left, so it goes one direction there. But that'll be interesting. I mean, you know, they probably are given... Anyway, so Twitter users can go around and whatever, ban and remove content. That'll be interesting. I imagine they probably have one rule. Anything Trump says, that's misinformation.